Good afternoon and welcome to Midday Magazine for Wednesday, May 3rd. I'm Shelby Herbert. A U.S. district judge in Washington state has affirmed a controversial recommendation that could shut down summer trolling for king salmon in southeast Alaska this summer. Judge Richard A. Jones signed the two-page order on Tuesday, which now requires the National Marine Fisheries Service to remedy a violation of the Endangered Species Act concerning a threatened population of killer whales in the Puget Sound. In addition, the ruling vacates the incidental take statement under which the National Marine Fisheries Services manage the commercial harvest of Chinook salmon in southeast Alaska during the summer. The lawsuit was brought against NF- MFS by the Duval, Washington-based Wild Fish Conservancy in early 2020. In a news release, the Alaska Trollers Association, which intervened in the suit on behalf of NMFS says it will work with the state of Alaska to appeal the ruling to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and likely ask for a stay of the order. Director Amy Daughtery wrote, The ATA will continue to fight for the way of life of its members and the communities of Southeast Alaska. A trial is underway to determine if posting a list of traditional values that include reverence for our creator in Ketchikan's public schools violates the First Amendment. On the first day of the trial on Tuesday, witnesses on both sides testified about how the list has been used in local schools. In Ketchikan, Reagan Miller was in court and has this story. Ketchikan Charter School kindergarten teacher Rebecca King, one of the plaintiffs, testified that she thinks posting the value in common areas could violate the First Amendment's Establishment Clause. The value is one of 14 on a list developed years ago by Southeast Native leaders. The 14 values appear on posters around the school district. She argued that it's a constitutional violation to use it in a behavioral reward system at Ketchikan Charter School. I interpret it as a promotion of creationism, whether that be by raven or god or another supernatural entity outside of ourselves or science king is suing the district alongside her husband justin Brees, on behalf of their children who are students in the school district king made it clear that she doesn't want schools to stop teaching the values but said she thinks there's a line between teaching about beliefs and telling students what to believe the fact that they're teaching my child what to believe as opposed to how to behave, and that my rights as a parent um, are being overrun. I do believe that the 14 tribal values should be taught about in the Ketchikan School District 100%, but I do not believe they should be taught as what my child should believe. King says that behaviors in the school's intervention system should be measurable and observable, and that the values are not. King says she spent hours reading traditional Klinkit, Haida, and Simshian stories. King says that she thinks teaching the value in the classroom could be problematic. I am not allowed to teach beliefs to the students in my classroom, even if they're in factual dispute. For instance, Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, and the Easter Bunny. I teach kindergarten, and those are not beliefs I teach to them. That comment drew ire on social media, including from the president of the Central Council of Klinka and Haida Indian Tribes of Alaska, as well as members of Ketchikan's federally recognized tribe. Ketchikan Charter School Principal Kayla Livingston testified that the values posters are hung in places like classrooms, offices, foyers, and hallways. 
Livingston said the presence of tribal values in schools has made a difference for indigenous students. About a third of Ketchikan students are indigenous. I feel that we have had a huge support from our, our parents and the community for what we've done. King and Brees want the posters to be taken down from school common areas and incorporated into lessons that give the values context. They say that as it stands, it looks like the school is endorsing all 14 values. That was a key question throughout the questioning on Tuesday. Does the school district endorse all the values? King and Brees argue that hanging the posters around the school without being part of a lesson poses a problem. The district's curriculum director testified that incorporating local elements into a curriculum improves students' performances. Expert witnesses are expected to testify before Judge Catherine Librand in Ketchikan Superior Court on Wednesday. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. Up until last year, some properties in Wrangell hadn't had their value reassessed in decades. The borough paid for every parcel in town to be reassessed. And when the results came back earlier this spring, some property owners got a shock when they opened the mail and found their property values increased by tens or hundreds of thousands of dollars. As Sage Smiley reports from Wrangell, around 7% are appealing those assessments. First-time homeowners Nicole Hammer and her partner bought their house in September and paid the appraised value of $205,000. So when their assessment came in the mail at more than $270,000, they were confused. Could the house really have appreciated almost 30% in less than six months? I took a picture, sent it to Dad. I was like, what the heck does this mean? He's like, this <laughs> is not right. <laughs> That's Nicole Hammer. Dad is Clay Hammer. He's been getting Wrangell property assessments for decades and was also floored by the assessment for his own house. It's typically, you know, 25 percent or so less than what might be the fair market value, you know, a little bit more on the conservative side. And so when the assessment showed up, I was a little bit surprised, <laughs> a whole lot of surprise because it was quite a bit more than what we had originally paid for for our house. He's also a co-signer on Nicole's house. And while he didn't appeal his own property assessment, he and Nicole appealed hers. Thankfully, our house was recently bought, which also meant that it was recently appraised. Because we had recently bought it, we were able to talk to the assessor and tell him, like, hey, basically, you're wrong. Wrangell reassessed more than 2,500 parcels last year, according to Borough Finance Director Mason Valarma. The borough had been assessing about a third of town each year, but Valarma says based on his review of previous assessments, he doesn't believe they were done properly. For the most part, property values in Wrangell have been stagnant for, in some cases, decades. I mean, you can look back 30 years at most, like a lot of properties that, you know, they might have changed a couple percent over time, but certainly not commensurate to uh, inflation and the, the actual real estate market at the time. So the people, uh, Ringo citizens haven't been really exposed to what I would consider a mass appraisal for decades. It's not the borough that assesses properties. That's done by an outside firm contracted to complete the assessments, the Appraisal Company of Alaska. The new assessments were mailed out to property owners in late March, which started a 30-day period for them to contest the valuations. Appeals were submitted for 179 properties before the April 20th deadline. Valarma says now the town is in a waiting period when the assessor is reviewing appeals and contacting property owners. They will look at the facts and circumstances presented and they'll contact the owner of the property and kind of hash out um, the details that were submitted and, and if there's any merit to their appeal based on the criteria um, for appeals, they will either recommend a revised uh, property 
uh, an improvement value or they will continue to disagree with the property owner. If there's a disagreement, the appeal will go before the Board of Equalization, which is tasked with finalizing assessed property values. The board meets starting May 8th and will continue meeting until all appeals are heard and resolved. Although 179 is a much higher number of appeals than average, the borough was expecting an increase because of the upward shift in property valuations this year. Last year, there were 53 appeals. Most were resolved or they withheld their appeal before the BOE actually happened, where we only had, you know, single digits. Only four of last year's appeals actually went before the Board of Equalization. I think um, inherently there's a lot of apathy towards the process because it, it, there just hasn't been a whole lot of experience on, on from the citizen side or really administration, from what I understand. We haven't had the hard conversations of why is my property valued this way and my neighbor's being valued a, a different way. People kind of just been in the status quo mode for so long, and we haven't had to consider, is this valuation unequal, is it excessive, improper, is it undervalued? Those standards, that an assessment is either unequal, excessive, improper, or undervalued, are what property owners must prove to have their assessed value changed. Valarma says he hopes the borough can get on a schedule of reassessing property values once a year. He says that's the most fair and accurate way to go about it. As part of that shift, he's also working to make detailed property data more easily available online, so property owners can do research and compare their property to similar ones in town. That way, for one, we don't have to print off a million things down here at City Hall when people come in, but, you know, they can do it at their own convenience, too. New homeowner Nicole Hammer says appealing her property assessment was a fairly simple process, and the assessor was receptive to her claims. She's hoping that means the assessed value will drop. I definitely would hope it wouldn't be more than what I paid for, that's for sure. <laughs> it either better stay the same or go down. <laughs> I'd be happy with either of them. There's a presentation posted on the borough website to help people develop an argument for the Board of Equalization hearing. And Valarma says the borough wants to help how they can. As always, we're happy to help here at the finance department. We don't really have any skin in the game, just help people um, who want things to be assessed right. And, and this is the best way, even though it can be uh, add a little heartburn to people. This is, this is the best way we know how to do that. Once property assessments are finalized by the Board of Equalization, Wrangell's Borough Assembly will discuss setting property taxes. Taxes are determined by the local mill rate, which is multiplied by the assessed value to get the tax amount. Wrangell Assembly members have repeatedly discussed dropping the mill rate this year to lower the tax burden on local property owners. Currently, property taxes make up just over 27% of Wrangell's revenues. In Wrangell... I'm Sage Smiley. Petersburg's Elks Club organized an Easter egg hunt at Sandy Beach last month. But before the kids came with their baskets, the local Rotary Club arrived with gloves, plastic bags, and trash grabber sticks. Here's more on what the Rotarians found hidden around the public park. It wasn't Easter eggs. It's a rainy, windy, 40-degree Saturday morning at Sandy Beach. But this year's spring cleanup crew is out in full force. About 20 volunteers are combing the beach stones for garbage. Aaron Hankins is the president of the Rotary Club. He says the turnout is a big improvement from last year. We did this last year about the same time, and we had maybe about 9 or 10 people for a couple hours. And this is a great turnout for this year, so thank you to everyone who came out. Austin Colson is another volunteer. He says the group set out to find trash, 
but they've uncovered a hoard of something else. We're doing a cleanup of Sandy Beach Park and uh, picking up all the dog poop and cans and stuff. What are you seeing the most of so far of those two? Dog poop. <laughs> large amounts, large amounts of dog poop. Not so many like loose cans and stuff though. Only a little bit of that, so that's good. Right. I've heard other people say there's been Capri Sun packets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> kids are kids. And dogs are dogs. And dogs for are sure, dogs. For sure. Adult volunteers like Colson are flanked by a group of junior Rotarians who are also here to help clean up. Fourth grader Rebel McGrath explains why it's important for Sandy Beach visitors to pick up after themselves and after their dogs. Well, there's lots of reasons. Um, for one, it's just a big community area that lots of people come to, and they like to hang out here, and it's better when it's clean. <laughs> also, it's a really historical site. Lots of clinkets settled here, so it's just respectful to keep it clean, in my opinion. Respectful towards the people who lived here before us, you know? And, you know, just kids hang out in these woods, and, like, broken pieces of glass or even just, like, trash can be, like, harmful or dangerous towards them. And it just makes it more enjoyable for everyone when it's clean. <laughs> Anyone else want to add to that? Pick up poop. Pick up poop, yeah. yeah. Um, and your dog poops, pick it up. <laughs> Sandy Beach is the site of several ancient Singit artifacts, including petroglyphs carved into beach boulders and fish traps. These artifacts can be accessed at low tide by walking down the beach. According to the U.S. Forest Service in Petersburg, the fish traps in the area are thought to be about 2,000 years old. Today, this stretch of beach is a public park. It's managed by Petersburg's Parks and Recreation and stewarded by local civic organizations like the Rotary Club. Dave Berg is the Rotary Club's sergeant at arms. As part of the cleanup efforts, he's using a fire hose to spray moss off of playground equipment. And uh, doing an annual cleanup, you know, lots of debris comes down from the trees and stuff starts growing on the equipment. So, uh, you know, we want to kind of uh, spruce it up, you know. Berg says the Rotarians came up with the funds to donate the children's play area that now sits near the beach, and they take pride in keeping it clean. He also thanks the families who spent their Saturday morning cleaning up the park and says it means a lot to see the kids taking part in the community, especially on such a cold, rainy day. In Petersburg, I'm Shelby Herbert.